Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Brogdon from the foul line, got the bounce off the front of the rim, down the left side, Brogdon off the glass, right hand score to foul. Rudy rolls, catches at the rim, Turner blocked it from behind, the NBA's shot blocking leader, McConnell, three throw, it's Rudy Gobert and Miles Turner in a fight, Rudy Gobert and Miles Turner in a fight, they're tied up wrestling, they've been divided by security, security is sprinted over to the side. Turner blocked Gobert and they went down. Turner felt as though Rudy had caught him or pulled him down. And then after that, and Donovan is hot. Donovan is being held back by security and blocked by two officials. (laughs) And the Jazz end up losing to the Pacers 111-100. Didn't hear David Locke chanting, say the crowd is chanting TKO. He was on top of it. So much I want to say. (laughs) It's just tons. Well, we have got several hours to get to everything you want to say. Malcolm Brogdon scores 30. Three Jazz players get ejected. Turner got ejected, too. Mitchell and Ingles got ejected for bumping or pushing referees. Gobert and Turner yeah, get I kicked out. Shoving in the shoving face of Joe. Joe. Joe had a 70, 70 foot run up to it. The Jazz end up getting beat by the Pacers 111-100. They have now lost three of their last four games after a 7-1 start, and they used one of the five home mulligans you are willing to permit them on their way to what you hoped would be, expected would be, thought could be, a 36-5 home record. A disappointing loss, no other way Big around Big time, absolutely. Yeah. Underline it and put an exclamation point after that statement. And, and all this talk of the refereeing. Those those dastardly refs allowed T.J. O'Connell to get five offensive rebounds. Boom! Those refs caused the Jazz to shoot 56% from the free throw line. The scuffle's fun to talk about, but with four minutes left in the game, they had already had a solid, does the math on the radio, 44 minutes of problems. And so the game is getting physical and it's not being called. <clears throat> Bill Lambert would like a word with you. <laughs> Bill Lambert. Um, Robert Parrish would like a word with you. Michael Jordan got the crap beat out of him on the way to winning titles. And we're talking about this stuff? Fights slash scuffles slash pushing contests are fun. And if Mitchell is so upset about the refs, why is he going after the Pacers? Because he was upset at the Pacers. But you need to go back and look at all those rebounding numbers, including that TJ uh, rebounding number you were just talking about, because that's a major problem. Second chance points, you're outscored 22 to 11, and it's the refs' fault? No. What am I missing? If you're going to be the team you want to be, the team you talk about being, the team you hope you be, the team the front office wants you to be, the team the fans want you to be, you've got to rebound much much better than you rebounded in that game. I would like Jordan to have a computer and have the... Oh, you want to see his reaction? Yeah. When he looks at the tablet, he's like, what? Yeah. And, and he, the stuff that he went through and the stuff that these guys are going no. through. Nope, 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 no. He's not going to want to hear that. Young fellows, I'd like to have a word with you. Not, not going to want to... I don't want to hear that. Just pull up YouTube and look at some old... I mean, I know you guys think you're the center of the universe here, but come on. Got a rebound, got a rebound, got a rebound. 
Too many second chance points, too many more possessions for the Pacers, and that's why they win 111-100. Jazz off today. Some of the Jazz players, possibly not all of them, will be playing the Miami Heat Saturday afternoon. We'll have to wait and see what the league says later today as far as further suspensions for any of these guys or not. Suspend them. You don't think so? This is entertainment. People paying big money to see these guys Mm -hmm. play. I would be just furious if I bought a ticket to this Saturday's game. And Gobert didn't play? Well, I was thinking of Mitchell, but Gobert, fine. Yeah, come on. I think Mitchell has the least to worry about of the three. I don't think any of them had anything to worry about. No punches were thrown. They make a big deal. And why do we have to have 87 security run out there like it's a life and death situation? Are those guys actually helping or are they inflaming? So the players don't throw punches. Yeah, but they already know because Gobert, if he wanted to throw a punch, he could have thrown a punch. It just seems like all those people running out there because then I got every assistant coach runs out. Yep. Right? And then I got every, so I got 10 guys out on the court of the players. And, and the number of people on the court looked like it got to 25 or 30 pretty quickly. Do we really need all that? Yes! Fight! I mean, I know these, these guys are living for that, and that's their big moment in the sun. I'm sure they'd prefer not to have it, but do we... You don't know who's touching you and grabbing you. I don't want anybody touching me. At least somebody who I don't know. That's got to be a concern, I agree. And somebody they all just... And, and, and they and run snaps. out there? Yeah. I mean, I realize they're charged with a job, so I'm not criticizing what they're doing because that's their job. But take a look about uh, at it. Is it the right thing to do? Do we need 10 guys of security? I mean, yeah, we do in, to keep the crowd in order. But when this stuff breaks out, do we need it? Because these guys know don't throw punches. They do know that. And it was really clear from Rudy Gobert's postgame remarks that he knew that. You know, he said no security. You can, you can get me on social media. I'm available. Yeah, I think that he's they should a, be. He's the, got a boxing coach. He wouldn't mind going. Darren Williams go. and Frank Gore. This is the undercard. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right? Set it up. Yeah, let's go. Good uh, offseason money. In I that. would like Miles Turner to say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Turner and Gobert. <laughs> That'd be great for the league. People would watch. Do it something where they can't control you. Remember when Carl Malone did the wrestling thing? A oh. pay-per-view? People will watch that. Big time. We ran the highlights on... The highlights. Uh, the video of that on uh, Talking Sports, and it was stunning how many people tuned in to see that, and as soon as it was well, done, I, they were gone. And I'm surprised that you then hadn't realized when you went up to Rice Eccles and saw that wrestling could make you money that you're not a wrestling commentator. True story. <laughs> it's not that many opportunities. It's an in-house gig. Jazz and Heat tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Pre-game show at 2. Here on the Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Crosses him over, beats him into the lane. Kicks over to Van Vliet for 3 in front of the Philly bench. Yes, sir! Right in front of the Sixer bench. Knocks it down. Puts the Raptors up by 4. That's some serious onions from Fred Van Vliet. Got it out to Duncan for the three. It's missed. Offensive rebound by Bam. He puts it right back. The rebound. Pitbulls into the hands of George. He fires the four side corner three. And bottom. Paul George buries a triple. Highlights from the NBA. The Clippers beat the Heat 112-109. Paul George 27 points. Bam Adebayo with uh, huge numbers in that game. Finishes with 30 points and 11 rebounds. 
Well, somebody's got to get it when you got other guys out. And Jimmy Butler is out. Will Jimmy Butler still be out for the Jazz tomorrow? Uh, see, I would be ticked if I bought tickets and Jimmy Butler doesn't play. But if he's got an ankle injury, that's one thing. You know, that's a, entirely different. I, I really hope the league just says, guys, don't do this again. Also, you heard Fred Van Vliet, the three that rattled around, almost popped out, but then settled back in the net. And the Raptors beat the Sixers 115-109. to And Philly still playing without Embiid. And they didn't get a... Didn't get a big night from the Yang shooting the ball, so there you go. Bulls center Nikola Vucevic has uh, tested positive for COVID and entered the NBA's health and safety protocols on Thursday. Two negative tests in a 24-hour period. He can be back or he'll be out 10 days. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. 1.7 seconds. Now back to Tattersall, looking for the open man. Mormon takes it. Mormon with a dribble, a fire from beyond. It's good. J.P. Mormon fires it from beyond the half-court line, and it's in. And the Highlanders upset the Sun Devils here in Tempe on a Hail Mary from deep. J.P. Mormon the second is tonight's hero if this call stands. It stands. As a 65-70-footer, and UC Riverside wins at Arizona State, 66-65. Oh, cheap you-know-what. They can't send the guy on the road? Is he doing it in the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) Watching a video stream. Yeah, Bagley was the guy's older brother sitting on the bench pouting for the Kings. Goes for the steal. Good decision, Marcus. You you really needed that steal there. You're 6'8 or something or other. Can you just stand there? Make him shoot over you. Yeah. Went for the steal that would have won the game. Didn't get it. And the 70-footer wins the game. Well, it'll just be a footnote when they go to Final Four. Washington beat NAU 73-62 after... Oh, both my schools lost. Yeah. Crap. Well, yeah. wait, wait, what did Greg Hanyan do? <laughs> I don't think they did anything. Washington bounced back from the season opening loss. All right, the college basketball coming up this weekend. BYU-San Diego State tonight, Marriott Center, 7 o'clock, BYU TV. Good early season test, PK. A lot of easy wins mixed in, but some teams are scheduling big games early, and actually BYU's opener was good enough. And and this one always carries a little juice, going back to the days they were in the same league together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a nice non-conference game. Utah's got Sacramento State, 7.30 tomorrow night on the Pac-12 Networks. Well, I'll be watching that. Yeah, SU Not. Not. <laughs> got some college football to watch Saturday night. Southern Utah and Dixie State. Their uh, in-state rivalry in St. George, 7 o'clock. That's on ESPN+. And Utah State takes on Richmond. Today, 4 o'clock, Scotty G will have the call. 4 o'clock? Wait, is Dixie State tonight? The, or excuse me, Dixie State has to use tonight, and so are the Utes, right? No, Utes are only aimed tomorrow. The Utes are tomorrow, okay. Everything else is tonight. Utes tomorrow, BYU tonight, SUU and Dixie State tonight, and 4 o'clock. What are playing 4 o'clock for? There's a double header. Navy and Virginia Tech are also playing in the same venue. Where? Uh, back in Maryland somewhere. 
Was Scotty back in Maryland? He wasn't on the show yesterday. Yeah, he's on a flight. Yeah. Don't you do that stuff? Is he going to make it back? No, he's got someone else doing the football game. Why, Why not you? Because I got to work. Last year I didn't have to work. It was Thanksgiving night. Take the day off. off. <laughs> it's, it's not that simple, big guy. Why not? I'm not taking the day off. You miss it all because for soccer. Then, because then Adam has to slide in and he's got to go do something. Yeah, it's different. Soccer is the station's contract. Oh, well, excuse me. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Neither do I. Okay, <laughs> good. Pre-game 3.30 today. Scotty G will have the call at 4 o'clock. He won't be back for Wyoming. Someone else will be doing the game. Wyoming? I'm at football. I'm sorry. I, I'm a week ahead. <laughs> My bad. I was going to say, what? Yeah, if he's not back, then it's someone else. He's got a conflict for the Wyoming game, too. Maybe he will be back. I don't know. Maybe he's leaving on a jet plane. I haven't. I don't have his travel schedule. <laughs> what are you, Peter, Paul, and Mary? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sing it. Leaving on a jet plane. Well, don't know. Okay, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Technically, you can hop on a flight tonight and be back to San Jose. Uh, tomorrow. Maybe he will be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Summer. I don't have Scotty's travel itinerary. I know he's got a conflict for the Wyoming game, and I'm not doing that one. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Back to throw to it. Looks coming. Got to get it off. Got a screen pass to one of his linemen. Hunt. Oh, my God. He fumbled in the goal line, and I'm not sure. They got to look at this thing. He's got no signal from anybody. Late flag comes in. But, but he, yes, yes he, 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 didn't report, he didn't report eligible. This, yeah. is, this is illegal touching. Phyllis takes it. There it is. Miami. What a drive by the Miami Dolphins offense. First touchdown of the game for the Dolphins offense. Boy, did it come in a big time. And to his third touchdown of the year. No, definitely not. And, and the reason is I've only played five games. You know, I just got here. I'm supposed to be a senior in, in, in college right now. <laughs> like, you got to understand it's going to be hard. And I'm not making any excuses, but that's that's where growth comes. That's how football goes. You have to go through adversity to get where you want to go. So I definitely didn't come here thinking, you know, this is going to be the greatest thing ever and we're going to go undefeated. You know, I knew it was going to be tough. And that's part of the process. That's what makes football so fun. So my time's going to come. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson telling reporters he's focused on his health, not his playing status, expected to miss a third consecutive game with a sprained knee this week. Snee says definitely not 100%. Yeah, man, that press conference was so good for him. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's a young fellow there handling it so well. He's going to have that New York, New Jersey media eating out of his hand. I really believe that because he stands up, he owns it. He's got the golden boy looks. Now you got to win. But he's telling it like it is. I didn't expect to come in here with a crappy team and go undefeated. And, you know, I guess you should be a senior in college if that matters and all that stuff. Well, and he said he can learn by watching uh, Mike White, the way he makes his progressions, doesn't force the ball, knows when to take his shots. Talked about that. And before that, you heard highlights from the Dolphins and the Ravens. Miami shocking Baltimore 22 to 10. They get the upset win. Jacoby Brissett, we were talking about him, the backup quarterback yesterday, but he got hurt. So Tua Tonga Valoa came in, scored a touchdown, directed the Dolphins to the win. The crazy play you heard was the uh, the big man, the big man TD, always entertaining. Hunt. 
But it was illegal. It was. It was <clears throat> illegal touching, right? I quite ineligible receiver. It was funny as all get out. The play was supposed to go to Miles Gaskin, the running back out of the University of Washington, but he got buried. You couldn't even see him among all those trees there. And big but Robert, Robert Hunt stretching yeah. for the goal line like a halfback. I wonder what he was thinking. Nobody would notice. <laughs> this is my time to shine. Hey, I'm getting across the goal line. They can sort it out later. Hey, he got across the goal line. He, he did. the replay upside did. down. That was so dang funny. It's a big body, but there's some athleticism buried somewhere inside that. A lot of times there is, yeah. yeah. Odell Beckham. Oh, one thing about the Ravens. Who's the real team in the AFC that you trust? I mean, with Henry gone, I think everyone's thinking, well, the Titans can't be what they could have been. I mean, he's just such a big part of the offense. Now, they are 7-2, and two, and they did win the first week without him. But two of their four touchdowns were set. One was scored by the defense. The other was set up first and goal after a turnover. I think I'd go with Tom Brady and the Patriots. Can't possibly happen, but thank you. Well, that's what makes it uh, fun. Got five three-loss teams now with the uh, Ravens. And then you got uh, another five teams on four losses. So we'll see how that sorts out. Uh, a couple of those contenders, the five and three Raiders and the five and four Chiefs, are playing the Sunday night football game. So big game right there. Odell Beckham Jr. to the Rams. Chiefs, Packers, Saints, Patriots, Seahawks, all making a bid for him, but he's going to the Rams. Can't beat him, join him. Seven and two. Super Bowl contender, so Odell Beckham Jr. headed there. Cam Newton back to the Carolina Panthers on a one-year deal worth up to $10 million if he hits all the bonuses. Cut by the Patriots in training camp. He lands back in Carolina where they've had a fast start and not much success. Started 3-0. going to play this week or no? Too soon. They got the Cardinals. I don't think he's, he's going to play. He's not expected to play this week. P.J. Walker is supposed to start. They've lost five of their last six games. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. Utah and Arizona. Utes and Wildcats in Tucson tomorrow. Arizona 1-8 and eight after beating portions of the Cal football team last year with large last portions week. Of the, last week. Uh, large portions unable to play. Snapped their 20-game losing streak. But the Utes, big favorites in the desert. Expected to roll to another victory. I think they will. Everyone thinks they will. Pre-game show starts at 11 o'clock here on The Zone. The game kicks off at noon on the Pac-12 Network. Hashtag Utah State. Utah State, San Jose State. The Aggies, 7-2. If they win the last three games, they win the division. San Jose State, 5-5. Got their quarterback back. And they're actually favored in this game over Utah State. Yeah, it's a big game for sure. Yeah. You know, they got to find a way to be consistent the entire time and not rely on some fourth quarter heroics and all that stuff. Eventually, that's going to get you. They were able to slip past CSU, able to rally late and beat UNLV. They've had four of them now. Air Force, another conference game that could have gone either way right at the end, went their way. So... We'll see how it plays out. 8.30 on FS1. 8.30 tomorrow night. San Jose State, 5-3 and three in the Mountain West Conference. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag college football. Back is Pickett. Throws for Crow. Touchdown, Panthers, to start the overtime. Play action fake. Big rush. He's, oh, he's going to throw it. It's in the air. It's going downfield, and it will be intercepted. The game is over. Intercepted by M.J. Devonshire. Pitt blowing a 17-point lead, but eventually getting the victory in overtime. So the Panthers still on track for a potential appearance in the ACC title game. College football tomorrow. There are a lot of ranked teams on the road, PK. Expecting some upsets here, and we got some games matching ranked teams. So some some teams are going to get beat. Ohio State, they're gauntlet down the stretch. They've got 19th-ranked Purdue, and then they'll play Michigan and Michigan State, so Ohio State should be tested. Yeah. They're uh, 130 on ABC against the Boilermakers. Yeah, that's three good games to end the season. Purdue's, Purdue's proven themselves. Also in the Big 12, 10 a.m. kickoff, undefeated in 8th-ranked Oklahoma, facing Baylor. Baylor's got two losses now. They've also got that win over uh, BYU. They are ranked 13th. That game's on Fox at 10 a.m. Plenty good enough. 11th-ranked Texas A&M, 15th-ranked Old Miss on ESPN. And in the ACC, Wake Forest now has a loss, only one, but 12th-ranked Wake Forest, 16th-ranked NC State. That's on the ACC network. I mean, going forward in a couple years, I'm going to be looking forward to those 10 a.m. Big 12 games. Be able to focus on them. Pac-12 doesn't usually have teams playing in that time slot unless right. they're out on the road. Right. Whether And it, it's not just BYU because we'll be following the conference a lot closer like we do with the Pac-12. And they usually have a, a, at least one pretty good game in that time slot. Oh, yeah. They've, a lot, they've had a lot of good. Now, a lot of times it's Oklahoma and they won't be there. I understand that. But in BYU, someone's going to rise up because when the Arizona's left, what did BYU do? Rose up. The, the Devils with Frank Cush were the dominant team. And then they, they take off to the Pac-12, the Pac-10 back then. And so then what happens? Well, you get you have a replacement. Someone is going to replace Oklahoma. Well, it's not very far for Oklahoma State to go. They are 8-1 and one and ranked 10th. They're playing yeah. TCU. Maybe it is them. And it's not very far for Baylor to go either. Sitting there as a, uh, a two-loss team ranked 13th right now. Well, don't don't exclude the Cougars. I know you're channel two. You're the you Ute got, station. You got come BYU on. coming in. You got Cincinnati coming in. Cincinnati is playing tonight. They are fifth-ranked and undefeated playing South Florida, which should be easy, but nothing looks easy for Cincinnati the last couple of weeks. Eh, conference games, man. It's, the, it's their game. <clears throat> the opponent's game is This Cincinnati. is South Florida's bowl game. They're not going. It's their big deal. It's their yeah. Super Bowl. I think we underestimate that. Uh, Sixth-ranked Michigan is also on the road this week with one loss. Ranked six, they are at Penn State. So see if there's a, uh, a potential up to upset there. Number one, Georgia is at Tennessee. Tennessee's five and four and a 20-point underdog. That would be a shocker if they went down. Wouldn't think Georgia would lose that. No. But you never know. Ninth-ranked Notre Dame's got to go play Bronco Mendenhall in Virginia. Yeah. Notre Dame a five-and-a-half-point favorite there. That game's on uh, ABC at 530. That's a primetime game because the Irish are wildly popular. So there's some more ranked teams on the road. Some potential upsets looming. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Uh, one more game we should mention. 
Uh, Boise State, who is chasing Utah State, is playing tonight. So if you want to see that game, the uh, the Broncos are at home against Wyoming on FS1 at 7 o'clock tonight. So if you're looking for a little college football, there it is. Coming up, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, going to join us at 8 o'clock. Greg Hansen, sports columnist for the Arizona Daily Star at 8.30. As the Utes get ready to face the Wildcats, we'll talk with them at 8.30 right here on the Zone Sports Network. Coming up next, more of your reaction to the Jazz losing to the Pacers at home. We will get to that next. Stay with us. The new zone lineup is here with the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10, followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hanson Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6, live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment or visit www.utahhairmd.com. Utah Jazz get beat at home by the Indiana Pacers. The feisty Jazz lose to 5-8 Indiana, which was on the second night of a back-to-back. How could it be? Anthony says, well, just an abysmal performance. They deserve to lose. Michael says the Jazz were listless and totally outplayed. Effort was incredibly lacking. Couldn't watch fourth quarter, and I missed the quote-unquote brawl. Ha-ha! <laughs> Betty better be ready for a Jimmy Butlerless Heat team or we will get worked again. Ouch! Basketball emoji. Wait, 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 wait. So it's only hard to beat a team twice in a short amount of time if your team wins the first game? Yeah, otherwise I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> you could say that's hypocritical double standard. I could just say you have to look at the game from multiple perspectives. Yeah, one being a fanboy. They lost to Miami last week. Teams often split in these situations, which indicate the Jazz at home should be able to win Saturday afternoon, especially if Jimmy Butler doesn't go. However, one caveat I would put in there, if you're going to get out-rebounded by one guy on the other team who's pretty short, you're probably in trouble. Oh, a caveat. T.J. McConnell suddenly turning into uh, Wilt Chamberlain from 1965 or something. There's a lot of rebounds there for, uh, for T.J. A lot of extra possessions for his yeah. Pacers. As you know, he's Timothy John. 21 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. They're turning, they're turning an NBA veteran into an all-star. It's really a great story. You know, he's from Pittsburgh, and that's where Sean Miller was from, right? And so he goes to Duquesne. And then Sean Miller gets the job at Arizona, and so he goes there. I think he might even have walked on, too. And I don't think he got drafted, but uh, is in the NBA now and has been in the NBA. Yeah, he was not drafted. He's been in the NBA for like six years. He's gutty. He showed it, man. A lot of heart. Five offensive rebounds or six one. You don't possess any discernible skills. There's nothing about you that says I can really rebound the basketball. But he had a night. 
If at the end of the year that's one of his five best games, no one would be surprised. Yeah, the game before, go look what he did the very game before. Was 21 8 and 5. Yeah. And Mitchell did say that. You know, he didn't say this other stuff was uh, the reason why they lost. He focused on that for sure. He mentioned that. But I thought it was a lot of stuff that I didn't really want to hear. You don't want to hear about the fight. Want to hear about how come they were down double figures early in the game? How come they gave up 60 points in the first half, punctuated by McConnell grabbing an offensive rebound and flicking it in yeah. right before the half, two-tenths of a second or something like that left? And We're just going to have to ride out this Clarkson shooting deal. There's just no other way, so we're just going to pencil him in for two for 13, and just that's just the way it is? Yep. He's earned the right to just brick shot after shot after shot. That does appear how it's going. He was 3 for 14 yeah. last night. 11 points on 14 shots. I mean, that's like taking somebody in baseball, and you know he's in a big-time slump, and, but we're going to play him, and he's going, to, he's going to bat. So you basically, every game, you're going into it, you're playing eight innings, and they're playing nine. You only have 24 outs because this guy can't hit, so you know that you're, doomed. you're, just, you're, you're wasting doomed. that time. And that's what we've got here with Clarkson. Shooting 34.5% for the season. Miss after miss after miss. And there's no other way. I'm not a basketball guy. I, I mean, I've never, uh, I never, I've never dived to the post. I don't know how to show on a screen. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you any of that stuff. They've got a lot of guys struggling to shoot the three-pointer. There's really only two guys who are shooting it very well here early in the season. Uh, Conley and Ingles are both on track for doing what they do. Joe's shooting 42% and Conley's shooting 43 But after that, you've got multiple Jazz players shooting 31 or 32%. Yeah, and Clarkson's struggling not, worse than them. He's at 23%. Yeah, those guys are not sh- putting up double-digit shots from three every game. Uh, Mitchell is, but you're right. But Bogey Mitch, is not. Mitchell's fine. I don't view Mitchell's contribution as three-point shooting. Ellie's averaging... 10 per game and shooting 32%. I expect that number is going to get better. I've been saying that for a while, I realize. I can hear you screaming at your car radios. You've told us that before! I know, and it hasn't happened yet. But I still expect it. Can they curtail it, or is just we're just going to ride it out? I don't know the answer. I'm not this basketball savant, but uh, all I know is that there's just a ton of wasted possessions when he starts, gets in there and fires them up. They all like him, and he's you know he's great. He's one of our JC, you know, and all that stuff. And he's a character, and all. Yeah, that's all well and good, but I got to see the ball go in the hoop, man. I mean, I don't care about that other stuff. The, the funny interview, and and uh, you know everybody likes him, and he's their favorite teammate, and that's all warm fuzzy stuff. To me, warm fuzzy stuff is W's. That's where I get the warm and fuzzy from. Well, if you're not scoring, go do the other stuff. Two rebounds in 24 minutes isn't very many. If uh, if McConnell can be out there getting getting his eight rebounds and five offensive, why can't everybody else? There's plenty of misses to go around. So go get them. Well, and they didn't. You know, I'm not asking for Clarkson to turn into a decoy, but can he move in closer? Because he has a way to maneuver his body. He's like a snake. Yeah, but he's missing some of those shots, too. I know, but I'd, I would live with those. To me, those have a better shot to go in. And if they don't go in, then maybe they're not producing long rebounds and whatnot. Uh, yeah, the problem, when he goes, the problem when he goes to the hoop, and he was one for four in the two-pointers, is 
If he leaves his feet and lands on the ground, then it's five on four going the other way. And the Pacers know it, and they cashed in on it last night. One of those times he did it. What do you mean if he leaves his feet and lands on the ground? Where the hell else is he going to land? Uh, not on his feet. Not <laughs> Land on his butt. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I didn't spell that enough for you. He's but he lands on his knuckles. butt. Then it's five on four going the other way. And they hit a three. Okay, okay. okay and, gotcha. and they did, right in front of the Jazz bench. And Joe was on the other side of the floor, <laughs> saw what was happening, went flying at the guy. I can't remember who hit it, but whoever it was, wasn't worried about Joe flying at him and nailed it. When he leaves his feet and lands a on foot the ground, above yeah, I know. His butt court, on the ground. And he just stands there. <laughs> and he just kind of soars. That's just impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got one I mean, of those. I, know it's, I think he's got a JC, magical. But I didn't know it stood for that, JC. It's a magic. It's a, no, it's not. It's a magical invisible broom from Harry Potter, and he's playing Quidditch, and he's just kind of zooming around the place. That's how that works. Now that I know what the JC stands for, Hey-o. I thought it was Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> they are a top five rebounding team in the NBA, but they did not look like it last night. And to no. me, that was problem number one. And the shooting percentages are a problem. I get that. And maybe some of the shot selection is. And they, if they had rebounded, they still would have won that game. And we'd be in here talking about the shooting issues Most and the shooting percentages. But I mean, you, you just can't get out-rebounded by 16 and seriously think you're going to win a basketball game. You get out-rebounded by 16 boards, your odds. That's like Kyle Whittingham sitting up there and saying, yeah, we're going to turn it over three times, but we're going to win. I can find you examples where it happens. But if you check all the examples, it doesn't happen very often. No, that's a large amount. That's where I would have liked the focus to be a little more on that as opposed to the refereeing. Yes. Agreed. A hundred percent. Because you're not going to change them. They're going to call it how they call it. And you have to adapt. Right. But what you can and change is your ability to play tougher. And if they're not calling it, I mean, this is not the, the Pistons bad boys here. I mean, come on, guys. Look, Roll out some tape and get some perspective here. Well, they all saw it because everybody watched the Jordan documentary because nothing else was on. So all those fouls are fresh in everybody's mind during the pandemic. Yeah, they I mean, did a good Jordan job was of, beat to a pulp. They did a good job of showing the Jordan rules and how right. hard they were going to hit him. And, and, you know, mostly speaking, he played through it. And... You know, they they allowed stuff. You know, they didn't go nuts every time. I mean, Reggie's Miller and Michael Jordan, didn't they Like they just go head-to-head for a bit? You didn't see 47 guys come running from the upper bowl uh, security. You know what I mean? No, how security, is, uh, how security handles this stuff has changed over the years, probably because of the malice at the palace and a few other incidents. Yeah, and I'm fine with having as much security as you want. But, man, they just, just sprint out on the court, and I'm just wondering if that just heightens the adrenaline and the endorphins and all that other stuff that I don't even know about of guys. And I mean, Because to see Mitchell basically explode over what? I don't know. But that's where he got in the—, the it, it wasn't much, but there was, a, there was a little bump of a referee in there. Oh, he forearmed yeah. him. And there's going to be he zero. He made contact. Yeah, he did. I mean, Joe was basically a two-hand shove. I mean, what do you I thought, I thought Joe's was way more aggressive than Donovan's. Uh, the actual body contact was, yeah. but the animation leading up to it wasn't. Agree with Mitchell that. Mitchell was just but I don't like think, he was totally out of control. But I don't think Mitchell got in trouble for the animation. You're right as far as the how demonstrative he was. Yeah. He was very demonstrative. But I think that's what you get away with. 
But then when he yeah, but where's, what's that going to get you? And then you complain, well, you threw three guys, three key guys out. No, you threw yourself, yourself out. out. Uh, yeah, I didn't think I didn't <laughs> think any of those was even remotely um, controversial. I thought those were all. Once you saw the video, you know that guy's gone. And then you see the next piece of video, that guy's gone. Yeah, the tall it's, guy, some ref named Ed. Yeah, Ed Malloy. I Ed think. Malloy. Now I know who Ed Malloy is. I'll be watching him. I try not to let any of these referees. He's one of the more long-tenured and better officials out there. He's been in the league a long time. Well, he's tall and skinny. But, I mean, Joe oh, yeah. practically pushed him to the ground. Yeah, yeah. He, he get, that's why Joe got but ejected. But see, and I thought Ed did a phenomenal job. Stayed calm. Um, yeah. Just did his thing. Right. Didn't take it personal. Right. Exactly. So and, and, and to say that we're accountable, which is cool, but they're not accountable, that's BS. They are accountable. And they get to leave the league sometimes. You're gone. I mean, there's a reason there's a bunch of new guys you don't know. <laughs> the old guys were invited to leave. Thanks for playing. One of the guys that I played high school ball against many years, including summer, was an NBA referee. And he, re- he referees college now. Because he got canned. Yep. You heard of Tommy Nunez? I did. Dude, I know the name, absolutely. I would know him if some. Well, it was the dad yep, and, the and the son. I played ball against the son. Yeah. So he's out of the NBA. In fact, we got a little yeah. scuffle at third base once. Really? Yeah. Did 47 security guys come out? Did you bump the ump? No. Good call. No, they only have two umpires in high school baseball. Not usually one at third base. No. no, no, no. Guy behind home plate and then guy behind second and short center field, depending depending, on what's going on. Yeah, depending on, or first base, if there's nobody on base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are accountable. I just thought there was a little too much focus on that. But those are the questions you get asked, and that's the last thing that happened in the game. I don't let them have it. People are, it's fresh Don't don't continue it. And you got to ask it. You know, yeah, yeah, because obviously it was a story, but I think Thurl said it. This I call it a scuffle, not a fight. It wasn't the story of the game. Story of the game was them getting out rebound right. and getting out hustled. Indiana played with more energy, so Indiana won the game. If you're looking for one stat in an old school box score that tells you which team had more energy, check the rebounds. And these are great lessons to learn or reinforce in November. Yeah, I don't think they're learned. I think it's reinforced. That's why it's I, not I, really something that's been a problem either. It shouldn't be something that you need to learn, but maybe you need a reminder. Everybody has an off night. Nobody's yeah. perfect. Right, right, right. And they are top five in the league in rebound percentage. Right. I mean, I, I now expect them. I don't know what the schedule is to run off fifteen wins over in a row at home. It's not like I'm any version of. Oh my gosh, this team is so overrated. I can't <laughs> believe it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't feel that at all. There's nothing in my mind at watching that game. I get that vibe. No, not at all. I, I think that uh, this might be good in, in in the long term. Get a little kick in the pants. Get going. Get a little a little more intensity. A little more focus. Those types of things. All those cliche type of things. Well, they've lost say. three of four, so that ought to create a little yeah. urgency. Yeah, that's good. And and two of the losses. At Orlando, and now this home loss to Indiana, are against teams with losing records. So you can tell me they got good players. You can tell me some they do some things well, and they're dangerous. And most NBA teams are dangerous. New Orleans doesn't look very dangerous right now, but most teams on any given night, 
might be able to pull off a win. It's why the Thunder have beaten the Lakers twice. Well, you got the, yeah, Brogdon but, and, but and it's three out of, Those guys are players. It's three out of four, and it's two games to teams with losing records. So that ought to create some urgency. They ought to bring the energy. They're usually very good at rebounding, so they ought to get back to it. But last night, that wasn't close. That was a big old red flag, and they were charting it on the broadcast, so we all knew in the first half how poorly it was going. All right, DJ and PK coming up. David Locke will join us in about 15 minutes. More with him. College football next. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. After 10 long, grueling weeks, it's finally a bye week for Kalani Sataki and the BYU Cougars. But just because the Cougars have the week off doesn't mean the coverage slows down on the Zone Sports Network. Keep it locked all week on the Zone Sports Network as we get you ready for the home stretch of the Cougar football season. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This week's Raider game, Raiders and Chiefs, brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raider debit card. All of the same great features and benefits now with silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. The Utes coming in off a blowout win over Stanford. You worried at all about them keeping their edge until the Oregon game? They don't need their edge. They don't need their edge against Arizona. They don't need their edge against Oregon. Well, you said until the Oregon game. Yes. Yeah, I I wish Kyle could have got up there Monday and said, listen, guys, here, man, I know I got to do this. This is scheduled. But we're going to kick the holy you-know-what out of him. (laughs) The word that Donovan used multiple times in his post-game press conference. And... So, I mean, we can ask questions, and I can, you can ask me questions, and then I can say, well, you know, they got the win. I'm sure they're going to try to build on it. And yada, blah, 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 blah. But let's face it. If we don't win by 25, this is a huge disappointment. We are going to smoke these guys. We've beaten them four times in a row. They suck, and we're good. Any other questions? No? Thank you? Goodbye. <laughs> Best press conference ever. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the truth of the matter? I would think so. I mean, I, I just, I'm not used to seeing teams completely annihilate their opponent two weeks in a row the way the Utes did Stanford. But when the Utes were playing Stanford, I was thinking, well, this is what I thought the Arizona game was to look like. I didn't think it was going to be this lopsided against Stanford. God is obviously a Ute fan. This is another team in which the starting quarterback is not playing. The fourth one. And not only the starting quarterback, but the backup quarterback. And they were bouncing back and forth a little bit. Uh but now they're down to Plummer. He's a kid from the Phoenix area. He got a little bit of experience last year, but he was listed as third team. And he's hurt even. So they have a crappy team to begin with, and now they're playing a third-team quarterback. And, and if you're wondering if this is impacting their offense at all, they have scored 20 points in a game this year exactly one time. They lost to USC 41-34. Other than that, they uh, cannot get past the number 19. They can't even get past the 19-yard line. Ayo. <laughs> Give that man a rim shot. <laughs> so, this is going to be another blowout. Over by 130. So you can watch the next round of big games kicking off. 
Get the subs in there. Rest everybody. Keep them healthy for the Oregon game the next week. I want to be back in Phoenix eating at my sister's house by 6 o'clock. Quick post game. Fast game. Run the ball, Kyle. Move the clock. Let's go. Right. And what are you going to say afterward? They sucked. We beat them. And the second or- the game's over, that's exactly where they're Oregon. going. On to Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. He's giving the Bill Belichick on to Cincinnati deal. On to Oregon. Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to be on to Oregon while the game is still running. Clock is still going. Get the big lead. Arizona's not built to come back. So then you can put in the twos and the... I don't know how many of the threes get to travel. A few of them. Uh, yeah, conference games, they have a limit. What is it, like 60 or something? Right. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, somewhere along those lines. Yeah, but I mean, everyone should play. Unless you're trying to preserve something, but they got that rule now. You play in four games, uh, and I wouldn't. I'd be so hesitant to redshirt anybody anymore. Anyway, with the free transfer, why? Why waste it? Save it for some other school later when the kid moves on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm the school, I try to get him in there. It, and the player, what's he going to say? No, I want a redshirt, and I'm <laughs> say uh, I'm I'm not good enough. The guys who redshirt now, the guys who have injuries early in the year. Yeah, or maybe if you have a quarterback, that uh, what's what's the kid Costelli? Is that his name? I mean, he's nowhere near getting in any games, so it seems like that that's the call there. But you know, I've played this game so many times with these quarterbacks that I don't even think about the kid. The kid's not even on my mind. I have no idea if he'll ever get out on the field, and I don't care as long as I got somebody else who's good enough. What difference does it make? DJ and PK coming up next. David Locke, radio voice of the jazz, joins us next. Stay with us.